You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Brian, when will you do your first fleet? <laughs> I ha- I downloaded the 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 Twitter app on my phone for the first time yesterday. Wait, I've never wait had- wait wait wait. You've only ever done Twitter on desktop, uh, or just right on the web browser on my 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 Chrome. Well, but so you've done it on your phone, but you just go to the web browser. Yeah, don't I didn't download the app. Yeah. Wow, this is fascinating. Was it like I understand if you just are always at your computer and doing it, but why would you go into Twitter on your phone and not get the app? I would. I would. I haven't. Even, I didn't even start doing Twitter until beginning of this year, like actually sending out tweets and shit. So I didn't give a shit. I didn't need it. All I would use it for is if I wasn't at my desktop and there was like NBA injury related news. And I was only going to a couple pages for that anyways. So I never needed wow. it. And I just never bothered to put it on there. And then I saw that fleet shit and I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, Oh, it's gotta be on the a- actual app. Wow. You are such a boomer. I cannot believe that you haven't <laughs> had the app this whole time. Who gives a shit? And so I download it, and my first fleet is you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jake gets it. So I played it, and then I was like, I should just delete this fucking thing. What's the (laughs) point? No, dude, you got to get in the fleet game. I want to see what a Brian Hooper fleet looks like. Oh, God. So that's just like TikTok for? No, I would say it's Instagram stories for – yeah, it's it's funny because I like I have an Instagram that's just you know friends and and family and stuff, and I never use stories on there because it's just like whatever. But now it's like I kind of like it. I know there's a lot of you know pushback from people, but like I kind of like the the chaff, the stuff you don't want to put on your Twitter feed or like video random stuff that I just don't want. Like I like the ephemeral 
nature of the stories and the disappearing thing. Like Snapchat, when it first came out, that was revolutionary. This idea you could send something and, and after 10 seconds of someone watching it, it was gone. Like I see the appeal in that. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I think so far the pushback I've seen from people who don't like Fleet are people who aren't going to be good at Fleet. So <laughs> it, it kind of makes sense. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with it. They just need to put it on the desktop so I don't have to download the app. Yeah. Um, Matthew in the chat, using Twitter on the desktop is worse than using Discord on the desktop. That's a reference to Leone. When we do our tilt space stuff, we do it like they produce it through Discord, but Leone has never downloaded the Discord app. He just only does it through the browser and it ends up having a lot of issues. Oh shit. Yeah. I have Discord downloaded on my PC. Is that? Yeah, yeah dude. You, you're now in the deposit kingdom Discord, man. That's right. Yeah. Except, uh, you might've... Uh, gotten what you wish for now it's just a bunch of people asking you to release the sims each week <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true no it, it's it's uh hasn't been uh hasn't been too overwhelming on any of the discords i think i like discord more than slack what do you think yeah i'm with you too it it seems i guess i, I don't know if i can articulate what it, what do you like better about it you could block people. One is that's pretty nice. I haven't had to do that yet, so I wasn't familiar with that feature. I haven't either, but I, I want to have that power. Yeah. Just in case. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I think it's more like user friendly, the UI experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it does like I like I mean, I know Slack has a lot of like uh bot integration stuff, but I like um like in mine, this guy Siler set it up for me. Uh and he has like in the announcements tab, he was able to pull in like he has your YouTube in there now, all of my YouTube shows. And so you just get a push in there when stuff goes live. And yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's been the, I'm not super active in there, but it's just a place where a bunch of, I think, like minded people can get together and, and hang out, which I know I'm literally describing the point of any discord ever. Uh, but my first foray into it has been a, a positive experience. I was thinking about opening one for my site. And just so like, I don't have, I don't want to do customer service, but I feel like, okay, yeah. if like something's broken on your end that maybe I can fix, just go into my discord and DM me there. Like, cause I'm already on there, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I already have it open during the day. So maybe for like a customer service ease of use thing, I might do one. Well, I feel it. And you've been getting, you've been doing more with your site now and you've been yeah. putting more stuff up there. I know you ended up putting your master's. DFS ownership projections. Like what are your current like goals or, or things you want to do with that as far as for public facing stuff? Um, I'm working on some apps to make for like sports betting. Um, I'll, I'll show them to you when, when they're ready, but um, they're, they're not ready yet, but basically just like uh, nothing DFS related, just, just sports betting related. And it's just stuff I want. And then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna the apps I'm um, the apps I'm gonna have to charge for. They cost too much fucking money, <laughs> like to host and to pay <clears throat> coders and stuff. Yeah. So like it'll be it, and it won't be on my site. It'll be on like uh, like you have to download it. Okay. It won't be a big file or anything, but I'll show you. It's it, hopefully they're. You never know with coders. They're kind of yeah. like construction. Uh, not construct you like like home improvement construct <laughs> contractors. Yeah, you know it's like, oh, this will be done in two months. Six months later, you're like, get the fuck out of my house, like, dude. Uh, 
coders are kind of kind of similar. You're like, this is not what I asked for. I have a follow up on this. I'm not going to lose this, but we had, you know, I had because our my office like it was open concept flows right into the kitchen, and with me doing so many shows this year, and and Lauren, she's gotten really into making chocolate, so she's in the kitchen all the time. I'm over here, so we were like, we got to get a door, so we had this barn door installed, but I was having, because of COVID and stuff, I was having a hard time finding someone to come in. I was just trying to find like a local carpenter and stuff, ended up finding these guys and they came in and it was just an absolute shit show. They did like four trips to Home Depot. They didn't yep. have like the leveling set. And I'm sitting here like, oh my God, I made the worst hire yes. ever. And it ends up working out, but it took the, I thought this was going to be like a two hour project and they were here all day. <laughs> it, it's, it's like a mechanic. Like yeah. you get, once you find a good one, you stick with them, especially if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Are you like a handy guy? No. Not okay, at me all. either. So like, I don't think this would surprise anybody, but like, so like you could easily get someone in there who's like, oh, this guy's an idiot. I'm going to stay here for 12 hours. And, and so I've had good ones and bad ones, mostly bad ones. My last one was a guy who was a, like, um, like, a, 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 a what's it called? Flip, flipping houses guy. Yeah during the boom so like early 2000s and so this guy was doing like four he said like four to ten million in house housing flips he had this huge company and you know 2003 four five six seven yeah boom i mean i don't, I shouldn't laugh it's horrible because he's like he was like pretty old like he was got to be in his late 60s and everything and he just lost everything in the in the crash and now he's doing you know the skills he has is just home improvement yeah. stuff, working for this company but he was cool as fuck and like so i got his number too so like for small stuff uh yeah it's not a bad thing to keep keep that number around. i know i'm still trying to find like one of those like retainer handymen that i can just trust yeah. uh for stuff uh, i see a lot of questions coming in the chat we will we will get to those tonight this is gonna be a free-flowing show a little q a uh we'll talk some sports betting some dfs so yeah uh if for some reason we missed your question feel free to repost it later in the show. We'll try to get to it. But I did want to ask you with your with your site and stuff, it seems like right now you're most intellectually interested in sports betting over DFS. Is that still true? Y yes. Um, but they go hand in hand for what I'm doing to the, for the most part. Like the prop bets just make sense because I'm already doing it. I just have to, I just had to build out the, uh, you know, the, the sports book odds and stuff on my computer and then upload them to my site for everyone else to use. So that wasn't that big of a deal. The, and, but like, I, I can't beat like sides and totals in the major markets. Like, yeah, I haven't really even tried, but I don't know if I could anyways, honestly, it would take, take a while and probably wasn't, isn't worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks with sports betting cause you can get banned and limited. So that's kind of pissing me off. What a, what are your thoughts? I saw you posting that you were you had added doing the modeling for the points bet model, which allows for a little uh, bigger returns and also more risk of yeah. of ruin. Is that more interesting to you as something with potential bigger payouts? And are the risks of getting banned uh, lesser in that format or similar? Uh, someone responded to my thread that they got banned by points bet on there already. So um, great, I like it, uh, especially after I. Bet the under on Nick Foles and won 150x my bet. <laughs> you won 50x? No, 150. Yeah, that's that's insane. Um, and I had the over on Justin Jefferson, which was uh like 78x. Wow. Um, and I had the under on oh no no the over on uh, Cook 
but he got like whatever 90 whatever and it was like 100 yeah so i lost like whatever 5x yeah um it's yeah so like the way to do that the way to think of that is it's kind of like a gpp like let's set you could set your cap on how much you want to lose like, yeah let's say you bet ten dollars it's like a stop loss the the max is 200 the minimum's 200 so you could do 200x so what's that two grand max gain two grand max loss let's just say both of those are possible with the bet you're choosing so it, it's kind of like entering a gp um a gpp for two grand and then the cut line is is uh whatever that over under is and each time you go over go over it you get one of your bets and each time you go under it you lose one of your one of your bets does that and make does, sense at all yeah and does the way it work like if you if the max you can lose is two thousand i i assume you have to have two thousand in your account and it pulls that out for the bet like how much money do you have to get multiple bets down with that big of a They must loss? have a risk assessment um, engine in there somehow because they don't. You don't necessarily need the max, but you need close to it, and then they hold. Up, and then they hold. I would say like eighty percent of it, but it depends on the bet type. So yeah. if you're doing over under touchdowns, it's you know it's only going to be three three in the loss direction because yeah. you can't go less than zero, and ten max right or whatever the record is. So it's not going to hold as much. Um, so it depends on the bet you're doing. And the biggest thing to look into there is the distributions. And I'm not entirely sure yet, but I would say like if you're not doing the 200x, you're probably you're probably fucking it up. Yeah, you probably need to gamble at least the 200, gamble the max on there. And this is points bets now a legal sports betting format in Chicago or in Illinois, Illinois, Colorado. And uh, I don't know who else has okay. them. New Jersey and Vegas yeah. have them, I would assume. I don't know. Well, it made me also a topic. Uh, I mean, I, I assume you're depositing with those just uh, credit card and stuff when it's when it's legal. Is that how you do pay, for PayPal. that? Yeah, PayPal. Okay. And then yeah. I was going to say, have you, with, with Bitcoin pumping, you know, I've heard, you know, lots of stories now yeah. about people feeling like they're taking losses on bets or if yeah. these offshore books are holding it. Have you run into any of that? Uh, just with gold and gold stocks. <laughs> yeah. I diversified off of Bitcoin a little bit. And I don't know if you saw uh, CSU res- responded to Peter Schiff. Yeah, and I did see that. that interaction. I didn't know the backstory to that. Man, people hate that fucking guy. I mean, I love Bitcoin. But I love Peter Schiff too, and he hates Bitcoin. Peter's right; he's like, he is just insanely, uh, just, just I don't even know what the word. Stubborn. Is. Yeah, but it's it's like he just refuses to admit he's wrong with Peter's Peter's point, and it's getting to the point where it is a little ridiculous by Peter Schiff. But I, I still like him, so I, that's all I said in there. And oh my god, we got like forty men, forty people responding, talking shit about Peter Schiff, like. <laughs> Why do you like him? I don't know anything about him, really, other um, than that I, he doesn't like Bitcoin. I like, I like. Uh, so he was the guy who got popular during Occupy Wall Street. So he would go down to what was the name of that park, Zuccotti Park or whatever, yeah. where the protests were happening, and and he did a video that's gotten millions and millions of views, going down and talking to those guys, and that's where I first got into him. Um, and I I agree with his economic principles you know, widely speaking, um, in his assessment on a lot of things. I mean, to like Keynesians and liberals and stuff like that, they probably won't dig them that much. 
um, in some aspects, but some aspects they probably will with like uh, drug legalization and stuff like that. But like, um, yeah, that's that's main right. He, and he, he's an interesting public speaker, right? His podcast is he's he's well spoken, right? So, and do you think do you as someone who likes him, do you think his arguments for Bitcoin or are sound, or do you think he literally is just being stubborn beyond reason? I mean, I, I, I think his arguments make some sense, like, um, you know, that like you can't use Bitcoin like you can use gold, I think is his kind of, you know, his kind of his main argument where, you know, there's gold in building a house, there's gold used to make jewelry, there's gold used to make all these other things. So gold has value despite it being able to be exchanged for goods and services. Um I mean, that is like kind of the biggest knock against Bitcoin, I think, from all the old school investors is that there, it has like no interest, intrinsic value or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm at Bale's, Bale's recent post on Lucky Maverick was interesting for me personally on the hedge part because of because of the because of bitcoin and like he's yes. some hedging you know that you should basically never do it you're you know you're acting like a pussy i think is what he says if you do it unless you're using it as like insurance or some sort of plus ev hedge and he uh, also said if it be like the one it, if it becomes an outsized portion of your net worth then that's I another that's, i think that's yeah. what he meant by insurance yeah yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Outside portion of your net worth or something. It's like at a certain point, it's just like, you know, how long should I hold this? Um, so that's something I've been thinking about. So I am thinking about selling my altcoins that I have. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know enough about it. Honestly, like my thought. So like I, I was a you know a complete fish uh, when that first run, and I got sucked up into a bunch of these altcoins, and you know, and then of course they plummeted. And my thought has just been like, whatever money I would get from selling them at you know whatever at the time it was like a tenth <laughs> of the initial buy. You know, it's like the FOMO I would have if any of those then popped off again, like is not worth whatever losses I could recuperate. So I'm like, let me just make sure I have these stored safely. I have access. I did an audit like a year and a half ago, just making sure I knew where and how to access all of these random coins. And then I'm just like, let's just wait for another one of these bull runs. And then I can try to get out from under them because it does seem like stuff will naturally flow into the alts again. That's my guess is right now, because it's not proportional to what it was during the last boom. And I got in during 2016. So um, there's, there's bo there, how many booms has it been now? Four? Like, a, yeah. Except for that big one. Uh, can you highlight uh, Ricky Bur Beer's uh, comment for me? The most recent one? Yeah. You, you lost me at residence. I think he's trying to say respect would just be my guess. I know. I think it's ironic that he he doesn't understand me, but expects me to understand what the fuck residence means. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Yeah. I saw Mike McDonald like speaking of the. I was trying to see if I could find it. He had a thing where uh, he said like it was like a little math problem. Oh, here it is. I'll just pull it up on the screen, which kind of talks about, and this ties into what Bales was talking about too, where like depending on how much Bitcoin you have. He says, option one, 
sell all your Bitcoin at X price today and you're never allowed to own Bitcoin again. Option two, don't sell any. What is X such that you're indifferent? I thought it was a pretty interesting thought experiment. Yeah. And his his was 150 and that sounds right to me. Yeah. But obviously this depends on when you bought in too. It does. Yeah, it's all. Well, and now we are, let, let's see, what are we at right now? Are we over 18? Close. It's been, it's been bobbing around there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this, this run is, is interesting just because it doesn't seem to be fueled near as much by like the retail investors, FOMO, you know, your, your parents at the Thanksgiving table asking about it. Like it, it seems different this time. It does, yeah. And did you see that one chart? Um, I can't remember who posted it, but who knows if it's accurate. But that with withdrawals are like down whilst the spike is going up, which hasn't happened before. Did you see that one? No. So like people, so people um, aren't selling. Yeah. Or or did, or did I have that backwards? God damn it. It was what well whatever the the uh, the obvious makes sense thing is it's it's flipped this time compared to like the last few booms yeah and so yeah there's a there's a I mean but I don't know it's you, because my whole thing has been I I have only ever bought I have never sold partly because just like taking on the tax implications seems like a headache and part of it is just like the whole reason I'm buying I'm not a trader you know I'm not I'm not trying to like. I just believe in it long term. So the only way I can, I think I can personally successfully do it is to buy and hold. And it's nice not to have to deal with the tax. Are are you selling any? Or are you just a long time hodler as well? Hodler as well. I've yeah. never sold a penny, and yeah. um, I feel the exact same way. Like when I first got into it, I knew more than ninety nine point nine percent of the general public. But now, I mean. I don't know, I, but I, I knew enough to just like I liked it, so I bought some of it. I didn't yeah. really know. That doesn't mean you know what you're doing when you're trading, right? Yeah. So these are these are two different things. I'm just seeing some of the comments in our chat. Someone was uh, brick. I'm planning on selling my altcoins. I know nothing to be honest. I mean, there's kind of there is there is two different things there though. Like I mean, I know a little bit about crypto. I just don't know a ton about how to approach it from like a a risk assessment. Do you do you still regularly buy any or have you just been in from your initial and letting it ride? I've done so I did the initial and then I did um I got lucky a few times too like I had a good sports betting run and the uh, the March Madness 3 years ago or something and just cashed it out like the week before one of the booms again and then yeah. like uh I in all my sports betting winnings over the year although I just kind of gambled in it. I would always cash out into Bitcoin. And then I did when it after the drop, one of the drops, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a hundred bucks a week. That's and then yeah. just ride the waves. Yeah. I did that for like a year or something. And then eventually, once it started getting back up to 13 or whatever, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to be buying a K a week now or <laughs> whatever it was, you know, like the proportional going yeah. up. So I've I haven't bought any in probably six months or a year. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done, I think now for about two years, I've just done the Monday, the, the weekly buy, just set it and forget it. I just don't even, I don't, because the way I think of it is like, again, I'm not a trader. I don't know when is a good time to buy. I just believe in it. And I think of it literally as if I'm putting money in my 401k, it's just like, I want some of my 401k to be in Bitcoin instead of in a 401k. 
I mean, we probably should start answering some of these questions, but I, I want to, yeah. what is your like, why do you like Bitcoin? Why do you think it's worth money? I mean, honestly, for me, I do really think it is just ultimate. Like if Bitcoin truly goes to the moon, hashtag rocket emoji, I think it will be because we've just had like a complete financial collapse of the dollar and fiat and all of this inflation. So I just personally view it as like a really good hedge. And same with you. I learned a lot about it last time. And I do the the sound money of it, the scarcity aspect of it. It just working in direct opposition with how fiat works. Like it, it just seems like the perfect asymmetric hedge to, to what's going on. Okay, that's exactly how I, I was interested in. And ironically enough to bring it full circle, that's what Peter Schiff preaches that the, this hyperinflation is coming, except he says gold and shits on Bitcoin. So it's like, it's like, I think a lot of people are frustrated by his, uh, well, I don't even know what that would be called. Uh, hypocrisy or lock and latch. Yeah. Dissonance there. Yeah, because it's it's almost like I like I get the whole thing too of like it is like intimidating intimidating from like a tech perspective. Like I I used to have all of mine on a hardware wallet. I bought the ledger. I did all that. I literally got spooked because I had a few times like entering my passcode and like it didn't work. I fat fingered a button. It was like you have two more tries and you will lose access to this ledger forever. I was like, I have too much money on this to risk this. I'm like, I'm getting it on a custodial site that I trust, which I realize is antithetical to like the whole idea of Bitcoin and owning your own money and being a sovereign bank and all of this. But I'm like, I do not trust myself with this. I, I want someone else to handle this right now. I feel the same way. And the last story really quick, sad story. My older brother's computer computer guy. He was mining Bitcoin in like 2008. He sent me he sent me the white paper originally. Wow. Email in 2008, and uh, um, he he got robbed. Uh, and his and uh, he he would store his old computers because you know they just didn't have enough memory. He would put them in this like storage closet, and someone just took cleared out his storage closet outside his house. All his Bitcoin gone. That's the, because it was 2008. He and then he forgot about it. Yeah. yeah well, so that's probably thousands of Bitcoins on there. Yeah. And I mean, you, I mean, we, everyone's heard the stories of the, the Winklevi twins and, you know, they were very early on and they're Bitcoin billionaires, all this, and they were flying across the country, putting in their, you know, their, um, their passcodes and stuff into safety deposit boxes just to diversify where they had those access points. So they couldn't be robbed and, and stolen of all of that. It's like, that's a lot of work, uh, to protect it. And ironically, Gemini, their site is the one where I keep my, my stuff now, but yeah, maybe that maybe that risk proposition will flip again at another point when like the own your own personal custodial services get more streamlined. But I don't trust myself right now. It's also hard. I agree with one hundred percent. It's the same thing I do. But it's also hard to sell when the reason you want to buy is because you don't believe in the stability of the dollar. So like, why would I sell to go into the dollar? <laughs> yeah. Right when the whole reason I bought this fucking thing was to get out of the dollar. So it's like it's it's tough. I mean. I wish I could pull up this comment from Daniel on the YouTube. If I could have mined Bitcoin with my Pornhub usage in my 20s, EM Dupe would be my servant. <laughs> That's an all-time comment, Daniel. Um, all right. Yeah, sorry. This is this is what happens on this show. Brian and I start talking about things and get distracted. We had no intention to talk about Bitcoin, but I was uh, interested where you were at on that. Um, all right. If you guys have, I know we have some questions in the thread on Twitter, I can pull up if you guys have some other questions. I know at the top, was there any that you wanted to start with that you that caught your eye? 
let's let's do Twitter since we're they were the first to ask. I yeah. guess. And there's two threads because I, I, I realized I, I was posting on Adam's timeline. I'm like, I don't want him to get a bunch of notifications that he doesn't give a shit about. So I, I reposted. I, I think you're you're showing your uh, lack of understanding of Twitter. But as a quote retweet, when they reply to you, they he doesn't get those notifications. He doesn't get those? No. Not as in notifications? No. It's only when someone's when someone's tagged. Okay. So the, well, where's, where's your Adam one? Like, So if I reply here. It's just replying to Brian. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, were you? Did you? You didn't want to be associated with Big Dick Bricks' twenty-eight inch rolling duffel anymore? I uh, I didn't even download the Twitter app till yesterday. Is this? Know, is I what, don't this, what I'm doing, people? Is this from the draft? Like, I think I saw people have this. Is this like the DraftKings like high roller like gift reward program thing? I don't know. Yes, I don't you know where did. Um, oh. and I'm assuming it is because there was the other one, the Bricks 14 inch that Alex saw. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. If, I think I think that was from Wayfair or something like that. Oh, you're right. That was the Wayfair one. Okay. Um, all right. Which of the, which of these uh, ha- uh, popped out to you? Um, I let's let's answer Steve's. I guess so. We're assuming Steve's serious here because he could just DM me. <laughs> I think he was. Just, I legitimately was, didn't know if Steve was trolling or serious with this. He's just giving us content. Um, oh, with contest sizes shrinking, should I be putting team in the captain? What is your captain selection in general? I'm not like a hundred percent against team in in captain. And you thought he was talking about League of Legends. <laughs> I thought this was like a throwback to League of Legends because that's the last time I had considered team and captain. So we were talking about this before we went live. I, I have, I'm, I'm, and Steve knows this um, as much as anybody. I'm starting to think that like the only way without, besides hand building, the art, the art of hand building, the only way to figure these things out is is through simula- simulations. Because, like, I mean, how do you know when, like, to put two teams on the same team is, right? You're like, okay, well, then, like, they have to have a bunch of touchdowns and or low-scoring game or something like that, right? And when you're building by hand, you're kind of like, okay, I'm hoping it goes this way, right? Okay, if the game goes like this, this is the lineup that I should have, right? But the only way to really know that is to put it all in all those inputs into a simulation and then run the variables over and over again and be like, okay, on this slate, given these inputs, that's a crap idea. But on this slate, team and captain is actually not that bad. And what you're describing is almost like the idea of correlation within a lineup writ large, right? Where it's like, if, you know, when you put in a quarterback, his pass catchers are now worth more because if he hits, they're more likely to hit. And now you are like extending that domino out to the whole slate of, okay, if these pass catchers all go off, then what does it mean to all the other pieces in this game and yeah. around it and everywhere? Every piece. Cause Every it's piece. all intermingled. Same with the team and ca- team captain and two defenses at the same time. 
Is he? Maybe he is talking about League of Legends. <laughs> <He's trolling. laughs> but it doesn't matter. It still it still applies to football. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think you can really answer those. <laughs> I don't think you could really uh, answer those questions without doing a simulation. So, like, here's how you would traditionally answer them. So, like, for correlations, right? You the four for four correlation matrix that everyone's seen a million times. You you basically just go through a bunch of data. Right. And then find out what the correlation is, or, or maybe you might do some regression or something like that. That's like a static number on average, essentially. That doesn't really apply. You, that can't tell you what would happen in a game when the, the wide receivers go off or the defenses go off or kickers go off. And how likely is it on this slate in this game with this ownership, right? Like you just go, okay, wide receiver number one is 40.49 correlation. Like, well, maybe not. Maybe on this slate, it's 0.32 and, um, I, and you know what I mean? And that's not enough to overcome how awesome this defense is or something like that. And then not to mention, like there's this, like there's the, the macro correlations in general with, positions and then there's the team level correlations where some tight ends might be more correlated with a specific quarterback than it is across the league average like there's correlations relative to league average as well that I assume a sim can capture in a way that just a static chart can't for sure that's my that's essentially my point what does it look like I was right Steve, you play League of Legends now? I didn't even know Steve was in the League of Legends. He didn't really play back back when we were all, all playing. He played a couple slates, I think. That's pretty Steve to all of a sudden get really into League of Legends at like week 11 of the NFL season. <laughs> D-Genning. <laughs> yeah, because the other thing too is like, the, like yeah. the closest thing is sites now have like the optimizers will have like a booster, right? Where it's like if I have this quarterback boost their receiver's projection x percentage which again you're trying you're trying to manually force that correlation boost in a sim is going to apply that to the entire slate and 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 the keyword sizes in his question and he just mentioned that again that matters and we showed this on one of your shows pete with two comparative sims and last week's show with matt who's in the chat here how the sims how the sims vary based on the amount of contestants and they can vary dramatically. So like tomorrow, Matt, uh, Matt tomorrow, uh, uh, web is like, I haven't projected 44 percent on, which is enormous. And I haven't seen that since, like I said last week, DJ a few years ago when he won by like 15 strokes and I faded him completely, but I ran a sim before the show and I'm getting 0% of them. So I don't, I don't love it, but I'll, I might be doing that. Um, I am a little high on my ownership for him compared to the, to the market out there. But um, I usually always just go with my stuff. So I probably will again, but I mean, this, but if the size of that tournament, I know you want to say something really quick, but if the size of the tournament wasn't like the 100 K, let's just say, you know, let's say it was a 20 man or something, a hundred man. I'd probably, I'd it'd probably flip. I'd probably get- save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get 80% of them. Yeah. I was just going to say in general, because there we get lots of questions about the Sims. Uh, Brian went on my channel. We He simmed out, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, and your sim was just like absolutely spot on with the Chiefs double stack. It had the Jet bring back, and it had Naheem Hines in there. Like just an absolute smash. So people have been very interested in the Sims stuff. Can we get an on-the-record thing? Are these Sims ever going to be available? Would you consider sharing them on your site, a paywall tool, or are these always going to stay under lock and key? No, I mean, they're, they're going to be my entries. Entries, <laughs> 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 so I can't, I can't do that. I share the exposures, um, but the problem is uh, time. And on NFL Sunday, I, I, I'll, I, might, I might get it in five minutes before the clock. Before noon, Chicago time. So there's no way I could post it. Yeah, because that's the other thing with these sims, right? Like it all, like you were talking about how it's much easier to run a sim on a small field. Like running a sim on the Thunderdome is much easier than running a sim on the Millie Maker, which I assume is basically impossible until we get like quantum computing. You know, you could do it, probably take you overnight or something. But like yeah, okay. um, uh, the, um, but also the main thing is the news. Like if they, if the inactives for the NFL came out an hour or two earlier, that would save, I could just, then I could just do it at 10 as opposed to like 11 or something, whatever, like, you know, everyone's decided. What percentage do you think your ROI would increase in DFS if the inactives came out a day before? Just for me. Yeah. Or every, everyone knows. Everyone knows the inactives, but I'm saying you have the chance to to run your sims that you I aren't able to run. If only I knew it would go up, but no. But then, then what is the advantage of the sims if you're saying that they're not giving you as big of an, of an my, advantage? My point that it was an advantage that I wanted out earlier. I was talking about posting exposures. I need time to oh. like get all my stuff in and then go on my website and post them and say, "Hey, here, take a look." But I, but that I know I'm using like the Millie Maker example like you don't think you'd have more of an advantage if you oh. were able to sim out the full millimaker oh yeah i guess yeah <laughs> i say that yeah. Yeah. yeah then i could do like all of them because the then road. right because that's the whole thing we've talked about right with like some of these guys that run one lineup and they put them in everything and they're not right. catering it to the contest size if you were able to sim every contest you would be able to cater your lineups to the contest size. Really helps. i don't think it would be that huge and, and like a lot of these, like, like Leone does the Thunderdome and I'm assuming he spends a lot of time and thinks about the Thunderdome. And so it's like, just, if I get the info in a day early, that's not going to help me beat him. I don't think. Cause he's out here. He already knows all the players and shit. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking more like the bigger field. I feel like the Millie would be a pretty big advantage. I, the only reason I don't think it's super huge is because, um, uh, there's, I, I don't think there's a huge difference between like the three maxes and the spy and stuff where there's like between 2000 and 5,000 entrants, like all those are about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's try to get through some of these. Hmm. I thought this, this one's more like generic, but 
How much stock do you put into subscribing to DFS sites? How many sites are too many to be subscribed to? I guess it'd be helpful to know if you guys subscribe to any and how many. And I feel like the subtext to this question is, is he talking about just getting access to projections and ownership projections and tools and optimizers? Or is he talking about getting access to voices and picks and content and podcasts? Because I feel like that's where the rub is, right? Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah. I was going to say, all you have to do is just be a TikTok superstar like Peter and people will invite you to the, the to their sites. Um, I I was probably subscribed to like almost all of them that back in the day. And I just kind of keep those subscriptions. And now there's a whole bunch more sites. Um, So I got, I have Awesomeo, Fantasy Labs, Fantasy Cruncher, Roto Grinders. Um, is there any more? I'm forgetting. I probably am. Um. Yeah, the, the oh, main oh, one, uh, daily, 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 uh, Manic site. Yep, daily Roto, daily Roto subscription. There, I mean, I, I, it's a little easier for me since this is my job and it's a tax write-off. So uh, I have a pretty good accountant, but I, so I could see not wanting to do all of those. Um, but they all have their, their benefits to me. I, uh, I was thinking about ETR. I know you're a big fan of those guys. I don't have a subscription there. Uh, no offense to them. I probably should get one. Do they have actual stats though? Yeah. Leone has, they have their, his projections and ownership projections. Oh, okay. Cause you told me they just had like fantasy points. They no the last year they were more pared down. I don't even know if they had I don't think they had any projections last year. And this year Leone does both the fantasy point projections and the ownership projections for the slate. So like a hundred you know, two hundred and fifty passing yards for Nicole. Oh, uh so I mean I know Leone has that on the back end, but I don't know if that is is public facing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is in their regular, yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, I I mean I like it. You know, I I make le- lineups with Leone for our tilt space contest, and so I like looking because obviously he does the ETR one, so I don't need to be in the weeds on those. So I like looking at the Osmo and Roto Grinders stuff just to get another perspective because sometimes it's really interesting to look at where are the discrepancies, especially in ownership projections. I think it's valuable, and it's also interesting too because Osmo does all of his. Uh, by, I, I assume it's automated and, and backed by whatever kind of algorithm he has going where Adam does all the ETR ones, uh, hand builds the ownership projections. I think he has some kind of infrastructure and framework in place, but it's also interesting because I think Adam generally has a better way of capturing like the guys who are getting steamed late in the week, who are getting talked about just by feel. And then Osimos, I think does a better job of capturing stuff for like large field guys that are popping up in the optimizers more, uh, et cetera. So I like comparing ownership projections across a lot of sites. Yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely do that. If you have the money, if you're only betting, if you're only let's, let's say you only have enough money for one site, probably awesome. um, you know, and it also really depends. I mean, I, they, they all, they're all, they're all pretty good now. Um, it really depends on what you what you want. Like, cause um Osmo has like his stats too. So I can look and be like, okay, what's he doing? How far am I off to compare to him? You know, so I don't, you know, if I see any mistakes, which is really just kind of a good tip for anyone building their own 
their own projections. It's like, just make sure you don't have any big mistakes in there. That should be your first goal. It's like, make sure it's not horrible. <laughs> make sure it's not horrible. So compare that to everything else, which is like Vegas prop lines and some projection site and make sure there's no blatant errors, names mixed up and stuff like that. Uh, that should be your first goal. There was a, a question here from uh, in the chat following up on the ownership. Britt says, can you talk about your process of creating ownership projections? Whenever I try to do it, my own projections seem to have too much influence. Do you use aggregated projections to make ownership? I don't. Um, but using others, so for, it depends on the sport and how much time I'm, I'm putting into it. Um, but using, paying for others and then using those in your process is going to up your R a big time. So if you can afford it, do it. Why not? Um, I try to do mine without any other inputs and then bring them in later if I want. Um, but I can't really share how I do it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but you're, but what you're hinting on there is the, a wisdom of the crowds approach to it that the, that average across like solid ownership projections is going to end up probably being better than any individual set. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, let me rabbit fire some of these really quick. Yeah. From, yeah. Sorry. From, uh, from YouTube brick, what are your highest scoring QB stacks in your Sims? I remember you did a show with Pete a couple weeks ago. I haven't run them yet. Sorry. Um, I don't know. We uh, Pete has a million shows. We'd have to do another whole another show for them to do that each week. Um, I usually don't do them. I mean, football's not till Sunday, so there's there's no point in me spending an hour or two to do it. Um, where's Brick's, Brick's Discord? I haven't set it up yet. That was just hypothetical. Um, Brian is in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, though. Yeah, like if to you join go that. to Peter's Discord, I don't know if we have a link. Peter's got a link somewhere, probably. Um, and you can at me whenever whenever you feel like it. Um, another question about the Sims. You're right. Sims. Okay. If you want to start, yeah, Monte Carlo. Okay. If you want to start in the Sims, I would definitely look into Monte Carlo Sims. Um, you can do it in Excel. I do it in Excel. Um, but yeah, if you have the time to do it in R or Python, have at it. Um, uh, another thing too, is you can't like Monte Carlo Sims aren't just like a miracle thing. You need to do the statistical analysis beforehand to even have anything useful in a Monte Carlo sim. So you still need to do, you still need to Google like some simple stat uh, processes like regression, nonlinear, linear regression. And, you know, if you're in a baseball, you could look into Tom Tango's Marcel rankings for like some simple Marcel the monkey uh, forecasting for like some simple forecasting. So like you still need all that stuff. And you really need to get into distributions and, and, and standard deviation. Like you have to have that. So you got to do all that stuff first and then get in the Monte Carlo Sims. Um, and if I'm not making sense, Peter, please. No, I like some things might not make sense to me. That might make sense to the people who are asking it. And they might have a higher level of baseline knowledge on this stuff. And it's very helpful to them where I have no, interest in ever making my own ownership projections. So I don't have the curiosity to ask follow-up questions on that. Uh, Brick and the car wizard were separated at birth. Check that channel. All right. 
I guess I look like this car wizard fellow. All right, let's do it. Let's do um, it. What, what did he say? Car wizard? Car w wizard, yeah. Uh, I'm not a jack like EM2. I need the Sims. Let's see here. Uh, someone's saying there's a ton of stuff we're able to GitHub. Yeah, that's a great spot to look. Kegel's another one. Oh, come on. Let's get some Brick 75 projections this season. That's going to be tough because you, projections are all about the last f 10, 15, 20 minutes before lock, and I won't have time to upload it. I don't have a manual list. I'm just one dude, so I don't think I'll be able to do NBA. Brian, do you see what I have up on the video? Do you agree with this comp? Uh, Not exactly, no. We I would mean, like his amount of views, though. <laughs> 367,000 subscribers. Yeah, I do. Uh, how big's his duffel bag? Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably like a six-inch duffel bag at best. I don't know. He looks like a big dude. <laughs> I like that even the YouTube comments on very helpful, you know, car tips are trolly. If your engine makes a funny sound, turn up the radio so you can't hear it. Um, that's <laughs> there's the solution. Yeah, that's like my grandpa would have said something like that, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, Brick, I'm from Chicago originally. Uh, we we're all in the straddle magic. Hmm. But I didn't grow up in Chicago. I grew up in the suburbs. And yes, there's a ton of Chicago people on DFS for some reason. I, I guess, yeah, we're a big sports fandom area. I think, I think I got a ton of people in the sports. Maybe that's it. What happened to the, um, I literally have not seen anything about that DraftKings world cup competition since the announcement because all the american teams got knocked out so no one's on our twitter feeds no talking one's talking about, about it. it and the guys they picked from the other countries are probably guys who've played dfs like 20 times <laughs> great contest uh cory wants to know brick what did you study in college were you big into monte carlo before dfs <laughs> i was i majored in my monte carlo sims no um uh, i was sports management major i wanted to work i wanted to be billy bean I love Bill not James. Too late. It's not too Billy late, Brian. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of him anymore. Uh, I've kind of hated his trades. And uh, I mean, now I don't give a shit about sports in general, really. But um, did LaMelo Ball go second yet? Because uh, I'm really interested in this NBA draft because you could have just made a ton of money if his Instagram posts. Yeah, t talk about this because I missed this. So, I mean, I don't know if everyone saw this on Twitter. LaMelo uh, Ball went on Instagram and was showing the number two, which means he says he didn't go. He didn't go to. Oh, fucking it. Good thing. I didn't, man. So Good tell people, tell people what, what the thing was that moved the market. So yeah, he, he, he went on Instagram. Are you not hearing me? I just, I think I just said it twice. Like he went on Instagram and oh. he said, um, and he was using like the number two, like he's yeah. going second overall, but maybe he was like saying, I want to go second. And so, like, the market went from, like, plus whatever, 600 or 300, and it was down to, like, minus, minus 300 or something I saw. It was just, like, election night. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, my God, you could have made a ton of money. Was, uh, the, uh, was the Anthony Edwards, was he the uh, front runner, or was there any intrigue to him going one overall? I think this was actually the way – I think these, this is the way the odds were, these top three. Yeah. So did you did you get suckered into making a bet on ball? No, I didn't. Yeah. no but I, after well, I mean after I saw it, it was like minus two eight two eighty. I'm like, well, fuck it. All the 
all the juices bought out of it. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even bother. And we were going live. I didn't really have the time. That's funny. But yeah, I didn't know any of this stuff, uh, Corey. You got to do your, you got, I mean, you got to do your own work, honestly. It's not that impossible to to get into it peter could do it he just doesn't want to he doesn't feel like it and he's got other interests and he's super busy but like anyone could do it it's just a matter of um and that is the key i we were talking i mean i asked you earlier like where your intellectual curiosity is right now with this stuff and like you have to be very curious you have to be willing to run into dead ends want to tinker want to adjust want to like you like me you know i've tried to find shortcuts i'm trying to you know find things that i can set and forget not have to worry about but like look at this size butt <laughs> wow you know how many of these i'm using nerd Zero. Nerd. I went through this whole fucking thing and there's nothing in here that's like great. Really? Yeah. Was that yeah. an Amazon purchase? I think I buy everything on Amazon. That's because you wanted to be Jeff Bezos when you grow up. I don't think he got Jeff Bezos by buying everyone else's shit and selling nothing and giving away info. All right, Corey, Corey's got more questions. Getting inside the mind of Brick. Did you learn Python or R or just a little story? Um, I did do a little R, but mainly just Excel. Mainly just Excel. Um, I don't think you'd even, at this point, I would probably pay someone over, over relearning the code. Because you could pay someone twenty bucks to fifty bucks to 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 scrape the data and run the calculations that as you want it, but you got but but you're gonna be wasting your money if you don't have like a good base of like what am I gonna what am I trying to accomplish here? What has predictive value and stuff like that? And you could do learn a lot of that in Excel. OA asks, what's a book that actually benefited you since Excel Sim sucked? <laughs> Excel Sims is all right, but like the, the, one of the things that was in the Excel Sims thing that, that interested me is is, is um, correlation, obviously, in a simulate a Monte Carlo sim with correlation in it. But the way he did it wasn't right; like it didn't work. I could tell the results were wrong, so I just made my own up. Um, uh, and then I I was DMing Rufus Peabody about it, and I'm like, I'm just making this up. He's like, Math hacks worked, dude. He's like, just go with it. I think that sounds right. What you're doing, so. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Hudson says, if I have to learn Python, I might as well cash out now. I couldn't even handle HTML on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is lame. R wasn't that hard. I mean, now I I don't know anything about this stuff, but I when I hear R, I think of more of the benefits being that it allows you to translate that code to more visual. Uh, representations of stuff it's easier to handle the data excel lags and shit yeah um, so you can handle more data and it's got way more statistical features like you could run a whole bunch of different types of regression and tons of stuff on there there's a billion different types of packages yeah that you could that you could plug in and then run uh, so that would probably be the one i would spend time on but i'm sure because i don't know enough about python so maybe it's just my ignorance maybe python's better i don't know who has more packages, R or the Saints for Taysom Hill? Um, 
it took me a second. <laughs> I thought you were going with like like a man package first yeah. at first. I'm like, where's yeah. this? Where's this gun? Did you know, Brian? You I would, would take play, play. Bears. Okay. Fuck it. What's what do you think about this strategy? And I wish more people would do this in some other sports too. I call it the Kurt Warner strategy. When you're like the Bears or somebody like that, just go to the scrap heap of quarterbacks and just keep trying them each week. Fuck it. And people are like, oh, they need to learn the system. It's like, oh no, they don't. Who gives a fuck? Give them a week, throw them out there. If they if they suck after a week or two, get rid of them until you find Kurt Warner, you know, off of the grocery line from the arena league. Um, and if you don't, then you draft your QB the next year. Tank any, it helps you tank then. So it's funny you say this because the man who founded Rotoviz, uh, Fantasy Douche, he's kind of uh, left the fantasy industry. But way back when he wrote about this idea, he called the YOLO QB strategy. And it was for bad teams to just accumulate a lot of these, you know, athletic running QBs like your, your Tim Tebow types and just use all of these QBs in tandem, cycling through them whatever, this whole idea of just trying to get these athletic guys in that are cheap, that aren't as attractive to the rest of the league, just seeing if you can hit on one, if you can cobble together rushing stats. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I like that idea. Yeah. It's similar. Not exactly the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For like one season, like, like Trubisky is <laughs> like, it's the opposite of like nursing along a, uh, uh, a, a number one QB who needs experience, right? It's the exact opposite. So you just get, you know, three quarterbacks on your practice squad, three QBs on your regular team, throw that fucking idiot out there. If he sucks, cut him. Next guy up, cut him. And then you never know when Kurt Warner's going to – I mean, Kurt Warner was a nobody, right? And obviously, like, he's like an outlier, but Tony Romo was a stud. Um, there's There's a decent amount of guys – and, and they only got their opportunity through injury. You could argue yeah. Tom Brady only got his opportunity through injury. Yeah. When, when Bledsoe's spleen exploded. Well, and the thing that's interesting, too, is when that ha- – like, well, you see, like, the Packers got crushed this year for, for drafting Jordan Love and investing capital, and even the Eagles to a lesser extent with Jalen Hurts, where it's like they're the, by far the most valuable asset in the NFL, why, why not be taking shots on these guys repeatedly trying to restock the cupboard and all that. And we've seen so many quarterbacks like Mahomes and Russell Wilson come from the later rounds. Like it does seem like teams should be taking more shots at these guys as opposed to like, Oh yeah, if we don't get one of these top 10 options, then, then we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I like, I like, and if you're, if the YOLO Kurt Warner strategy fails, well, you probably only won a couple games and now maybe you can get a top Maybe you can get up there and get Trubisky second overall, you know? Maybe you can yeah. be that lucky. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, I, I forgot that you you do you how much of a Bears Bears fandom do you have in you? I I haven't watched a game all year. I watch Red Zone though, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. But yeah, I don't turn on the game anymore and turn off Red Zone. I can't stand the NFL announcers. I yeah. fucking hate them. They're so bad. Yeah, I can't stand the the like legacy, anything really legacy sports media, legacy media in general. They're so annoying. It's so played out. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely uh, if I do have like island games on, uh, it's normally on mute 
it's either I don't watch or I have it on mute. I, I can't. I think the only times I will watch an island game without mute is if it's like playoffs or you're watching with friends and stuff. We've talked about this before, but and they should release like the API or whatever the feed and just let us announce it. Not me yeah. and you specifically, but maybe you just like talented regular dudes out there. I'd much rather listen to them announce the game and then play the ads, play the same ads. So you yeah. make money, but let normal people in a guarantee within six months, you'll have some entertaining broadcasts. Yeah. Or again, like it, the future would be like, I fire up my Roku and you can choose from, okay, there's sports betting commentary, DFS commentary, season long commentary, like pick, pick which one you want. I mean, we've gotten a ton of good feedback. We do that tilt space show on Sundays where we go live with about an hour left in the games and people like, you know, I'm not like bragging, but they're much more willing to listen to us talk about DFS stuff than they are hearing the announcers talk about who knows what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And if you guys had a live feed to share, yeah, yeah. to share. And cause you guys are on different delays and shit. Like when me and you do the MMA stream. So, um, yeah, for sure. They're, 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 they're clowns. They're, they're fucking clowns. And they, they have this monopoly essentially, and they, they run it like garbage and I don't, I'm not interested in their product and I can't be the only one. The ratings have to be crumbling eventually. Like if I, like I'm using this as an example, just because I feel like they're the sport that is going to continue to lose, you know, Gen Z and, and all the younger generation. But like, if I'm MLB, I'm like begging content creators, Twitch streamers, take our content, do whatever you want with it to make it cool. Because baseball is the least cool thing right now. Like do whatever you want to make it cool. Um, But they just, they don't think like that. Well, I think it's also the cable deals. Yeah. Especially baseball. They're so big. That's where they get most of their money and they're locked in for years. So, but maybe in the next one, I mean, speaking of ratings, I saw something where like the NBA's ratings were down like big time the last few years. Yeah. And no one would accuse them of not being, you know, hip or whatever. Right. Yeah. I would assume base you know like they say about baseball but yeah i want that the nfl is just egregious egregiously bad announcing in my opinion open that baby up let's see what people can do you're gonna have so much cooler shit yeah no there's there's lots of uh i think there's so much potential for that man yeah if they would open that up and we if we like i i don't partly like you said the, the idea of like you're watching with people and I mean, I love doing the tilt space. It does suck when we're like staggered and what they're, I personally don't care about spoilers and all that. So whatever, but like the ultimate experience, like if we all could be watching the same red zone feed at the same time, I would be able to stream. I would stream way more like during games. Cause I think that would be so fun to just hang out. Like we do a lull show doing a Thursday night game for an hour and just like hang out with the game with everyone. I mean, that would, that would be great. Yeah, no, that would be, for me, I, I I don't know. I don't know who would disagree. Like, who would be like, no, I want Mike Green announcing. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I, like, Gus Johnson's awesome, you know. Uh, Tony Romo's good, I would say, his color yeah. guy. Like, there are, there's not – of course, there's talented guys. Like, Jim Nance is still fun to listen to on, um, you know, Sunday PGA. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like – it's the difference of like this. It was like if I go and I talk about football with my in-laws – which I do, I have a conversation on the level that Troy Aikman or whoever would have with the viewers when they're commentating. Whereas if I were to go to talk to you 
about football, we're going to be, we're going to talk ownership percentages. We're going to talk about late swap. We're going to, all the things that are interesting to us. It's like, why not allow, everything is so diversified now. There's all these niches and in different subgenres that people can resonate with the same content in a different way. I, I, I agree hundred percent. And that would be like their argument is like, well, we need to um, appeal to a broad audience of children and grandma, you know, from children to grandmas and stuff. It's like, no, you don't like, you can have like one for them and like a whole bunch more for other people. It's, it's, it's not like 1993 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, Daniel says, I prefer radio than TV. If it's a good announcer, we used to do that growing up. We would mute the broadcast and throw on the local sports radio. Got it too. Yeah. And you got to kind of like link up the team and stuff. Yeah. Um, Now red zone, you don't even got to do any of that stuff. It's always no. a pain though when it's like a two-game afternoon slate, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta listen to some announcer for five minutes now." Real, I, real. I, quick. I turn. I'll turn off red zone if it's if it's that starts to happen. I have a question for you that I actually before we we wrap up here because this was one of the quote unquote better late swap um, weeks of the year with so many late games. But I also know in talking to you. You, uh, it seemed like you utilized late swap maybe less than most people I talked to. Did you end up uh, doing a lot of late swap with so much flexibility this week? No, I didn't do anything. Did you? Um, we did a, we did like one late swap in our one of our tilt space teams, and uh, that was that was all I ended up doing. Hmm. Um, yeah, like my best team, I liked that I had going in. I liked who I had left. Yeah, I had because um, I had a uh, I had a Gibson Swift and another stud running back in the first going into the afternoon, and that was just my three players that I had played. That's like, sick. Oh, he's got a shot, and like everyone else was, I had Metcalf and Flex. I was a Wilson stack, Metcalf and Flex. I'm like, well, I'm not going to switch off a of Wilson Metcalf. No. Um, yeah. So that one, that tanked. There's a couple questions in, in, in Twitter really quick. But yes. Have enough time. So um, is the reason you don't invest more time into beating size and totals is that it's too much work to be able to find enough outs to get down the money? Basically, that and there's like a good probability that I can't beat them. I'm not good enough. So why would I invest all that time in to have a, you know, a shot of not being good enough a shot of getting limited and having to find outs. Like that's the most annoying thing about sports betting is like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like if I start getting banned from all the American sites, now I got to go all these back onto the, sh- over, you know, overseas books and stuff like that. It's like, I'd rather just, I don't know, uh, figure out getting like a syndicate with a bunch of guys or something. Um, not, it's, it's just not worth it. This like right now. Plus I got a lot of, on my, on my plate. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to confirm from a previous show that randomness to an optimizer is defining is defined as assigning an outcome range in place of a hard number for expected points. Also, your views on Theo, of course. I don't know what that means. You know what that means? Theo is that? I Theo assume Epstein? because he was Theo Epstein, I would guess, based because we were talking baseball. Billy Bean would just be my guess. Oh, I don't know. Did he know. get? I know I I I don't care about the Epstein. Did he get busted for a DUI though? I might have saw something. Or I might have that. I wrong. don't even know. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's not how uh, randomness works on an optimizer. It's not a range of. I mean, it is a range of outcomes, but they're all hardened. I mean, like hardened. They're all like 
they're all numbers based off that initial number. So if you have a 50 point projection and you have a 10, 10% swing on either side, it's going to be somewhere in between there, but it's not like some broad percentage being applied. It's actual fantasy points. So like then he'll get, he'll get 59 or 50, yeah, 59, let's say, and then 47 and then 52. And then the optimizer acts like that's what his projection is along with the other randomness on the other guys and his pumps out lineups. What's the best from this? And it's kind of like a little sim. A minute. Yeah. On like a, a tighter minute. range. Yeah. Not as good as a real one, but that's basically what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have time, uh, look like an RO, an ROI simulation for GPPs. And I asked him if it's football or golf. And he said, football and no i don't have i didn't do those don't have time i did do golf but it doesn't look like you're interested so all right guys i think yeah. we are going to wrap this up thank you for tuning in as usual if you guys aren't subscribed to brian's youtube channel subscribe now or else or else uh we also have the link below if you would like to listen to this in podcast form we are on your podcast app of choice uh, link below. You guys can check out uh, my stuff on my channel. That link is below as well. And if you do want to go back, I, I think the show that Brian and I did on my channel a few weeks back is very evergreen too. If you enjoyed and want to dig in more into uh, the Sims talk, although it seems like most of the people watching this have already seen that. So uh, feel free to uh, send more questions in uh, throughout the week. Actually, the best place to leave questions would be in the comments of this video. And then we will uh, maybe try to circle back and grab any of the good ones. And that also helps us out if you leave comments in the video. So, Brian, any final words here before we head out? You want to throw up the uh, the two? The LaMelo Ball two? Fuck, I fuck sports betters. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a sports bet. It's, you know, it's a tax for the stupid. You're going to lose $2,000, I think is what it is. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We are here every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. This has been Lulz. Siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big